0: This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story, President Trump, who now describes himself as a wartime president, has invoked the Defense Production Act. Fox News describes this as, uh, this act, first enacted in 1950 as a response to the Korean War, has since been reinvoked invoked more than 50 times. It will streamline the production of medical supplies to help the country battle the coronavirus pandemic and require businesses to sign contracts or fulfill orders deemed necessary for national defense. I mean, this is... So straight out of Event 201, I want to stop drawing attention to the parallels, but it's impossible. This is a, a a kind of public-private fascism around medical supplies that was described perfectly in the Event 201 call to action.
1: Yeah, it's playing out pretty on point. And <laughs> the, the mandatory amazing. orders are going to continue, at least for a little while, because we continue to follow the Chinese model. There was the shelter-in-place order. Also, it was put on San Francisco and the other Bay Area yesterday. I believe the other counties are San Mateo, Santa Clara, Contra Costa, Almeida, Almeda, and Alameda yeah, and the city of Berkeley. I read through the 12 page shelter in place and I pulled out a few highlights if you'd like to hear them. Sure. The term shelter-in-place means to stay in your home and not leave unless necessary for one of the designated exceptions listed in the order. This is according to the Santa Clara County Public Health Department, and the designated reasons are for medical supplies, to get food, stuff like that. So you can't just go out on a leisure drive or go see your buddy. In fact, in the Frequently Asked Questions section, it says, can I leave home to visit friends or family members if there is no urgent need? No, you cannot. Why is this in place right now? They're saying their healthcare system is about to be overwhelmed and they don't want it to collapse. It says, can you visit loved ones in the hospital, nursing homes, skilled nursing facilities, or other residential care facilities? No, you cannot, unless there's a rare exception is made. And this is what's going on in those homes up in Seattle, where 45 people, where most of the deaths from coronavirus, allegedly coronavirus, have died. And They're going to be implementing that around the country. So you're going to see more deaths happen at nursing homes than anywhere else. Yeah, I agree.
0: The shelter in place thing will sweep the country. I think schools will be canceled till the end of the school year. I think uh, these I do think that deaths will happen, but it'll be because of the response and not because this is any more virulent, a strain of coronavirus than all the other coronaviruses that are already out there. Yeah, I do. I do want to say one thing about this. How Trump is handling all of this? There's so these are the healthcare ideas. He's attacking it from a financial point of view, and I, I bet deficits will be two trillion dollars this year. He's putting out monetary stimulus. Uh, just the stuff on the face is a trillion dollars. The fiscal stimulus will be a trillion dollars as well. And because they're banning us from moving around, shelter in place, whatever, closing down stores, they're actually outlawing commerce so to stimulate supply and demand like his measures are all doing cannot possibly help us during this crisis period which is kind of slated to run through may 1st but it will will probably in my opinion pump up the purely financial measures that you see in the market in time for the for the election as i've said a few times already but if you look at Event 201 unfolding, and it has really step-by-step, step, every step of the way, they said GDP would be down 11% and that global markets or different markets would be down anywhere from 20 to 40%. The Dow hit 19,056 today, the last time I looked. Now, the 40% down from the top would have been 18,000, according to Event 201. We're very close to what Event 201 calls the bottom. However... Event 201 also says that it was 18 months, 18 months. So the flashpoint is May 1st, which is what we are expecting to peak by coincidence. Now, for me, the big question is, what are the permanent implications? Are there, is it, when does it stop and start to recover? Is it going to go down south and then come back the next flu season and really last 18 months? And what are going to be the permanent impacts of it? And I would say you're going to have, Small businesses will close. The way people no longer have uh, home ownership, it'll it'll change society that way. Make us all kind of plebes. It will uh, do a lot of things that will kind of change. Maybe shut down retail so that Amazon really runs everything. But what I can't get, really can't puzzle through. This is a job for Byron. Is how when they shut all this commerce down. What will be the lasting effects of what will surely be reduced wages and increased unemployment? How long will that be a problem? How long will the fact that consumers don't have any money? Yes, they want to give them UBI. They want to loosen credit. They want people to borrow. So now you have people who aren't going to have their mom and pop shops. They don't own homes, getting crazy in debt because they don't have jobs. I mean, eventual one was completely right that the economy, the impact would be for a decade. And, quote, the societal impacts, the loss of faith in government distrust news, loss of social cohesion could last even longer. But I really do want to puzzle through how all of this is going to have long-term
1: impact. Yeah, there's going to be definite long-term impact when it comes to the change in society psychologically and functionally. And going back to that order in San Francisco, they say, if you must be away from the house, what can you do? And they say, you must stay six feet away from other people, even when you are not in the house. So what this is, is effectively, there are no communications with another individual that you can have in in the Bay Area that are not digital or you shouting where you can easily be heard. So no private conversation happening.
0: That is really, really interesting. I mean, this to me... Three weeks, this is going to be in place. The First Amendment is absolutely being gutted. Petition, assembly... Free speech, even religion. I mean, this is the First Amendment getting taken away without a fight. And what I would like to see, I would like somebody held accountable. Do you remember when—I have something more to say about the San Francisco thing, but do you remember when Soleimani was killed— assassinated by our government the iranian general and for a couple of weeks after that there were like investigations in congress saying who made this decision was it imminent did it reach the standards of the protocol for such an order do you remember that yeah there was like a little bit of an investigation afterwards yeah so democrats were acting like they have standards and that they were actually (laughs) going to hold republicans to those standards yeah I would like an investigation into every level of government who is making these decisions and what they are basing these decisions on. If they were following any kind of guidelines or protocol, if there is such a thing, just even look at legal precedent court cases for them to go in and take away rights and really, truly take. It's a taking without compensation. They are taking our businesses away. They're take loss of property, loss of jobs. This stuff is not because of the coronavirus; it's because of decisions, and I would like some accountability on the decisions. And I have a friend who lives in Berkeley, and she asked me, "What do you watch on TV?" Because I am going to hunker down, oh. and I pointed out that I think in the middle of the night she should download stuff because the bandwidth might get. Crunched. Are you
1: allowed to do that on Netflix?
0: Well, I didn't. I am not even giving her Netflix recommendations. Oh, okay. But uh, my the two things I watch are on Amazon Prime which is Vikings which I'm only on season 2 so nobody please spoil that and Endeavor which You're way is way behind a really on Vikings good, What me I'm way behind Yeah I stopped watching it cuz my husband wasn't engaged and uh, I could have just plowed through it but anyway now he's interested so I w- I started watching it again And then Endeavor which is like Inspector Morris as a young man in the 60s so it's a little period piece stuff but it's quite intellectual and like the mysteries are good, so I find that interesting. I like Vikings. Long... I can
1: recommend Vikings as well. Uh, I like yeah. Throki. Everybody talks like this on Vikings.
0: I do like that. Now I know he's still alive in season Throkey. six. I don't want to hear anything about because he wouldn't be top of mind if he's been dead for four years. No, that's okay. No, I, I so... haven't even
1: watched the last one. He's my favorite character. I like the way his character acts. Not anything to do with a spoiler.
0: Okay, so what else? There's been three previous
1: shelter in places before, all of them chemical-related and short-lived, a day, hours. This one is three weeks long. So this is truly unprecedented and historical. To be locked up in three weeks, you can't go to your friend's house, you can't go see your relatives who are in a nursing home dying. That's pretty extreme measures. And I had a kind of a wild speculative thought. Internet usage is up worldwide 50%. 50% already. And the bandwidth we talked about, going to put a stress on the bandwidth. The virtual meeting app that I talked about yesterday being pushed, which is Zoom, that makes it easy to get your camera, your webcam hacked without you knowing it.
0: Didn't you highlight one of these companies a couple of months ago as being weirdly promoted?
1: There's the ne- the doorbell like company... That. It has the camera cameras on the doorbells we've talked about. Maybe. can't remember what the name of that company I is. I think
0: there was I think there was one of these companies and I feel like it was Zoom, or you're like, why all of a sudden am I getting all these ads for that? Anyway, keep going.
1: It might very well be Zoom. Keep going. So more people are going to be sitting in front of their webcams, making videos, expressing themselves, talking to their coworkers. Because if you have to work from home, then you have to you have to put your face on this digital network that is easily hackable. That all the the Defense Department, everybody else, has a, a line into that they use also. This is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to develop deepfake artificial intelligence that could create a deepfake of just about anybody in the country who is on these, these uh, programs. Because in order to create an effective deepfake, you have to train your AI with hours and hours of video of people to get their personality, to get the way they talk. Now you're going to have video from people who never before made videos online, who are now talking through these Zoom apps. Right. That's genius.
0: Oh, well, let me tell you how that relates to a front page story on the journal. Yeah. Is today it talked about this has also been breaking news, like the journal isn't even the most current, but that Google is resisting giving all the location data to the government, which is just hilarious to that. I always just tweet the court's article about the CIA establishing Google. But they were talking about. And by the way, if you're interested, I believe Travis Kalanick was Pushed out because he wouldn't cooperate with that stuff. It was called Operation Grayball, if you want to look into that a little bit. But the thing that it said in the Wall Street Journal, which caught my eye, is that it says Palantir, a data mining firm in league with the CDC, is planning to use photos to track contacts. It doesn't mention at all that the Palantir is an incuTel company yeah. that was incubated by the CIA, and it ends the article with a quote about Palantir, and it says, "quote The company said it's making privacy a priority." So the CIA is on They're the making job. privacy a priority. <laughs> yeah. Central Intelligence Agency is now taking responsibility for our privacy. Yeah. Okay.
1: I wonder <laughs> then- when there's going to be, Apple's going to be like, you know what? We're going to let the feds into the back door of our phones. We're never, we're not going to resist anymore because of the coronavirus.
0: I think a lot of this stuff is cover for what's happening already. So like, I think, yeah, whatever they act like they're going through this legal battle before it starts, like solar radiation management spraying. Like they're probably trying to get approval for all the stuff they do, but I've been telling my kids and they've been telling me to shut up conspiracy theorists, (laughs) but they're telling, I'm telling them like, hey, man, if they really shut down air travel, there's going to be no cover for the solar radiation management. They are not going to spray. So this may be the only time in your lives, you or certainly for a long time, that you can witness natural weather and natural skies. So I want people yeah. to start looking. And let me know. Tweet at me or whatever. Comment to me uh, if you see that, if you're noticing a more natural-looking weather pattern or sky.
1: I have noticed some headlines related to that as well.
0: Oh, really? Do tell. A couple
1: just oh, saying that well, the air's clear and
0: Yeah, you know. it folds into this idea that oh now that we don't have smog, mm-hmm. it's better. And I'm like, well, it's not. It's also now that they're not actually deliberately spraying aluminum and barium and stuff into the atmosphere, that's doing a lot too. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if people's like congestion, quote, allergies are going to start clearing up.
1: That would be interesting. Another thing that I was thinking about with this, everybody on the Internet, you mentioned how it's going to strain and slow down the Internet potentially, and I think that has happened. They are doing some tests on that. But I was doing some research on it, and this is very much a test of our infrastructure, testing it to see if the entire country almost can be on the network, functioning vital business functions at the same time, this is a test to see if we can all be assimilated into the Internet of Things smart grid 5G matrix. Borg matrix. Jacked in. And if it'll still run. Can the matrix sustain the population? that This is being tested right now.
0: I uh, I'm going to keep this anonymous until he verifies it because he was like, I didn't verify this. But one of the ideas is that they're actually putting in 5G stuff at the schools, which they wouldn't be able to do if students were there. People would notice. And I did observe a few months ago and I talked about it, that the White House had a 90 day shot clock or the FCC 90 day shot clock where localities cannot refuse installing 5G giving easements, they're not permitted. That that power has been taken away from you. Power over your own property has been taken away from you and your locality, which is the whole everything, right? Then you're just completely a totalitarian government. This whole fantasy about left, right, and rights and all that is just done with. But if that was true, if they were trying to unroll it in like a 90-day frame, time frame, this could be that time frame.
1: Everybody's sheltered in place. Nobody can talk to another human being. Everything is virtual. It's a perfect time for it.
0: And, you know, people keep talking about hysteria. It's it's not hysteria. It's hypnosis. You notice that? Nobody's really hysterical. Very few people I know's primary concern is getting sick. Very few people I know is like, oh, my gosh, I'm so afraid of getting sick. What they're saying is like, when will we be permitted to function again? What what will we you know, I mean, I just feel like we're going to walk out of our houses in 60 days and look around and just, you know, open our eyes like a newborn kitten and just like, oh, this is what the world looks like.
1: Yeah, it's a reaction to a short term because we're reacting at first like it's a snowpocalypse and it's going to be a short term thing, but it's not. It's going to be extended. So it's going to be something that most most of us have never experienced before. And they're pushing us through for this extended period so that we enter into that adjustment phase between business as usual and what our new reality is going to be. And I think that pushing us to adjusting to whatever this new reality is going to be is the ultimate goal here for the reason why it's going to last for so long.
0: But isn't it just so obvious that we have no power whatsoever? I mean, we just have no power. What can we, you and I don't want, well, maybe you do because you're germaphobe and I respect that, but I I have absolutely no desire to do. I I actually am happy to do whatever anybody wants me to do. I'll do the hazard work because I'm just not worried at all. And I feel like we're just, we have no power and I I keep getting trolled. It's actually getting worse. And also I have reports that I'm being shadow banned on Twitter, which is probably for the best. That way they don't have to actually (laughs) kick me off. You can look for me and read my thing, but it just won't pop up in your feed, which is fine. But I'm getting trolled quite a bit. Like I'm getting trolled with uh, CNN is bad, but it's not as bad as Fox. Like this person is like continuing to engage with me. People want to convince me this thing is really, really real. And I'm thinking, maybe there's a real, I, I believe there are real people who believe that. But it's just laughable to me that we actually think, I mean, the White House is running this Google thing. It's running the Palantir thing. It's running the UBI thing. I mean, the conservative is doing both the welfare state and the warfare state, the Republican, the welfare state and the warfare state at the same time. I mean, there's no there's no redeeming this this. There's nobody in any political position who's adhering to our ideology or our wishes or anything.
1: Oh, when you say real, what do you mean? You say people who say these things real. Do you believe that there's... No, a- no.
0: I mean, I was saying I, that people are real.
1: Yeah. Oh. Right. The- so the,
0: I think the people are real. I They could be trolls, but I think that there are plenty of people okay, who are just okay, doing yeah, their yeah. job. Right. And the, uh, my opinion of the coronavirus, like what I actually think it is, I actually think it's a novel coronavirus that emerged in 2019. I think, I don't know how many, they say there are 200 colds. So that <laughs> two-thirds of them are rhinoviruses and one-third are coronaviruses. So there would be 66 coronaviruses anyway. I believe that this is probably, not sure, I believe that probably a billion people have been exposed to it already. I actually think I know what it is. We There was a flu going around this year. I knew a lot of people had it, like in January, whatever, that it felt like a sore throat, kind of like strep, hard to swallow, but it wasn't strep. If you got a strep test, it was a very low fever, if at all. That's what I think it is. I think that's actually what it is. I don't think it's a flu. I think that's what that was. Yeah. And that they they saw it coming. Or there's always a new one. They say there's a new flu every single year. So it could be as simple as that. And it didn't matter to them. There's always a flu season. There's always a cold season. And they just launched this operation. I don't think they're I don't think they're uh they I don't even believe they did gain a function or bio. None of that. I, I just think this is a purely psychological exercise.
1: The psychological factor is huge because when the message is You can have coronavirus and be completely asymptomatic, may not even ever know that you have it, yet you might be a mass spreader of it.
0: Yeah, and I read in the Wall Street Journal that they're estimating that 12 times the number of people who have been confirmed with it probably have it. So if that's the case, then you have to take the mortality number that they are telling you and divide it by 12.
1: Because... Interesting, yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Just the the way the the math... And I, I saw a poll on Twitter... That said, have you, do you or anyone you know actually have it? And if you answer the poll, you get the answer. 42,000 people responded, and that was up like 10,000 from yesterday. 96% said no, they didn't, don't know anybody who has it. Interesting. And then I've got trolls like, that's just noise. I'm like, well, It might be, and it's like the numbers aren't big enough. I'm like, it might be a self-selected group of respondents that people only respond if their answer is no, perhaps. But 42,000 is a, if there were any randomness to it at all, that's statistically sound sample. But the fact is, I mean, you can't, stuff like that where you decide whether to answer or not is statistically unsound. But there is some information in it.
1: Also, by saying that these actors and NBA players have it, by putting these famous faces with it, yes. it makes it seem as it's more prevalent it's a than multiplier, it might actually sure. be. Here's an interesting thing that I found on nomorefakenews.com, John Rappaport, investigative journalist. He's talking about Italy. Now, they're saying in Italy everything's shut down and that the World Health Organization says there's something like 2,600 deaths in Italy. He posted yesterday about the Italian National Institute of Health issued a statement that said, there may be only two people who died from coronavirus in Italy who did not present other pathologies. This is what emerged from the medical records so far that were examined by the Higher Institute of Health, according to the president of the Institute of Italian National Health. And he went on to say that the positive deceased patients have an average of 80.3 years to be exact. The majority of these people are carriers of chronic diseases. Only two people were not presently carriers of the non the uh, coronavirus Non-COVID disease. Yeah. And he said, but even in those two cases, the examination of the files is not conclusive, and therefore causes of death that differ from the COVID nineteen could emerge. I don't know.
0: That's hard to understand. But I do think I get what he's saying. He's
1: saying that everybody else is dying yeah, of this. Old people dying of other things are being blamed. Yes. Just like the soccer coach we talked about yesterday that yes. had leukemia.
0: I knew... this is Very interesting stats there. I knew... a Boy, I've mentioned this before. A 14-year-old boy. Very healthy kid. Died of basically a cold. It happens. It's a freaky occurrence. Very, very freaky. But every once in a while, a kid will get something crazy. It'll just go the wrong way. And, and he won't be able to fight it. So... The fact that two people did die of it doesn't surprise me at all. But the interesting part of that was that it's the average person is 80, 80.3 years. So I was looking again, the journal today, I finally read some prints. I've been online because the news has been breaking so fast, but uh, I wanted a little more historical stuff by reading yesterday's news <laughs> as written down on a piece of paper and one of the op-eds, which I never, ever read that stuff, was it said that the historical or kind of rule of thumb for how to spend money on saving lives is fifty to $150,000 per quality year life. So I it's called, I, I forget exactly, it's quality adjusted life year. So if you're like in a coma, they don't, that doesn't have $150,000 worth of value. So let's assume that this has cost $10 trillion. I'm just off the top of my head, say, the U.S. government U.S. GDP is, say, $20 trillion. Say the world is five times that, which is probably actually an overestimate. But let's just say it's $100 trillion. And say we take two months out of that. Uh, And then just for conservatism, kind of reduce it a little bit. So let's just say it's 10 percent, you know, whatever. Ten trillion dollars, I think, is a reasonable ballpark of what this is really costing in lost everything, shutting the world down for two months on a rolling basis. So I did the math and it would it would mean that that would justify saving, I think if I did the math right, 10 million quality life years. 10 million quality life years since 80.3 is beyond the kind of average life expectancy of a person, you know, so these are outliers already. It's very hard to say how many years they would have left in their lives. Anyway, they're kind of their due dates passed. So if you could say those years are not even, you know what I mean? Considered the quality years. but in any case, you'd have to be saving 10 million years of life Which, you know, I didn't think that was too crazy an an estimate if this is really a thing like that. But I think it's probably I don't I mean, it doesn't look like that's how it's going any more than I mean, I think they could easily kill more people with the reaction than they save with this reaction. And certainly, actually, this is what you have to think about the impact on quality of life for everyone. Those people in those
1: old folks home do not have a high quality of life right now. Being right. isolated, nobody can go visit them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And their life expectancy is probably going backwards because of this yeah. response. Yeah.
1: Let me give you another deceptive headline because they're trying right. to make you think that everybody is, is in jeopardy. Everybody could drop dead at any second. First known dog to test positive for coronavirus dies in Hong Kong. Now, from that so headline. So it went from
0: bats to pegolins to humans to dogs? To
1: dogs, yeah. And boy,
0: that is some kind of. Well, Morphology.
1: this coronavirus, you would think this, that it killed this dog. But when you open up the, the article, always open up the article because it's going to be completely different from the headline. The message is conveyed. The dog
0: had emphysema.
1: The dog was 17 years old. <laughs> and, and.
0: That's 120, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. And at the time of death, the dog. 100. Had tested negative for the coronavirus. So it was the first dog it got to test. better. Yes. And then later <laughs> on it got better, then later on it died. Of being ninety something. And it yeah, and it had gotten tested again, which is another interesting thing. Most people in America can't get tested at all. Dogs getting tested multiple times. Twice. Seventeen years old.
0: <laughs> Data. Data is critical.
1: I guess so. So
0: speaking of Hong Kong is having people coming into the country where vans so they can be tracked
1: oh yeah that will be here in the next few weeks if new york shelters in place which they're going to make a decision oh, yeah, on in a couple gonna, hours that, yeah. other big cities will follow and that is where i mean it's already gotten real i mean this is bizarre this is like twilight zone right now it's crazy what's going on
0: no i mean it's it's changing my way of thinking yeah you know like about about the problem that we face as people who are struggling for liberty. I mean, the the fantasy that the solution is within this political structure is crazy. And the I mean, it's just obviously not going to happen. This is not self-limiting government. But I I think there is something to the point that technology is inescapable.
1: Yeah, we're going to start seeing. I bet robots administer medicine like they did in China. Robots deliver packages. This is a perfect time to usher in driverless truck drivers, which you've talked about before. This, I mean, the automated AI smart world. This is it's time it's to got shine. Got a big leg up. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's pretty disturbing. There's uh, uh, been a lot of talk about the run on ammunition.
1: Oh so yeah. Well,
0: I I did have people tweet at me. Get your ammo.
1: They but are. I, I, not arresting, well, they're arresting people and then releasing them in Philadelphia. And here's a list of offenses that you can now commit in Philadelphia that you won't end up in jail for. All narcotics offenses, theft from persons so you can rob somebody. Retail theft, theft from auto, burglary, vandalism, steal a car. All economic crimes, bad you write, bad checks, left and right, commit fraud, prostitution.
0: Well, what, what crimes are arrestable? Just straight up murder?
1: I guess straight up murder is the only thing. They're giving officers some discretion in determining if the person would pose a threat to society. So someone could come, beat the hell out of you, steal your car, vandalize your home, steal all your clothes, your and yeah. then could be deemed not a threat to society. They're taken, They are. If they are. If that oh, does, but if he coughed on your dog, you then on your he dog, you get shot in the back. Yeah, you can steal somebody's car, but you cannot cough on them in Philadelphia.
0: And dogs just roam around. It's very hard to get a dog to shelter in place.
1: Yeah, dogs don't shelter in place. Got right. incarcerate <laughs> them. So that's something to look forward to. Encouragement wow, well, I, I would say there's all, there have
0: been a lot of movements lately to not have bail or jail for like minor offenses. I'm actually totally opposed to. Th- that the way they're talking about that, what they should be talking about is no bail or jail ever if the so called crime is not a real crime, like is not a crime against persons or property. This is that old concept, mala prohibita, like it's bad because it's prohibited, and mala in say it's bad because it's inherently bad. I think that everyone who's interested in this in this element of criminal justice reform should really think about that line, drawing the line there. And you just, you just don't get people to realize that. And it's, and that's why criminal justice reform, I always think it has to be scrutinized closely.
1: Well, now's the opportunity. They're also releasing prisoners in America now too, for a lot of, I don't have a list of offenses. I'm
0: totally fine with them releasing anyone who's in jail for anything that does not involve forcing someone, someone's person or property somewhere it its owner yeah. self doesn't belong. That's it. It's kind Crime of a hard... Person or property yeah. is all that I care about.
1: It's kind of a hard sell on the shelter in place law, which does yeah. require Let a everybody fine out. or you're going to be arrested yeah. when you're yeah. letting these offenders out. But we'll arrest you if you right. end up breaking the, the like shelter in place. It's like a Petri dish,
0: putting in a spray bottle, and then just... It's like, it's like the dorms, the college dorms. It's like, okay, you guys clearly have communicated these germs to everybody here, so we're just going to send you home.
1: Yeah, it yeah, so you can communicate crazy, everywhere, right?
0: Crazy thing. <laughs> a couple more things. Uh, I did read... I I read. I think I read the journal like from cover to cover today. The government, I read a quote in there that the government has broad authority to collect data in case of emergency, and this is clearly an emergency. There was a whole article about how this is creating an age divide that young people aren't respecting. Yes, I saw that so yesterday. A more age dialectic. That was one of my all-time great predictions. Hashtag like boomer Lachlan. remover.
1: So, Have you seen that? No. That's what the millennials, well, I'm a millennial, probably the generation after millennials, are tweeting that the coronavirus is a boomer remover.
0: Oh, that's great. They love that. Uh, uh, I'm sure. So I think I'm a Karen. My kids tell me I'm a Karen. I'm definitely not a boomer. Okay. So the age I there was also the, there's this, oh, this is very interesting to me. I was wondering where this was coming from. The Wall Street Journal wrote an obnoxious article about China like a month ago. China then expelled a bunch of reporters from china and that's like happening now i forget all the details of that story but it was like a big deal so it was in the newspaper again today that china is expelling reporters and the wall street journal editor-in-chief said trusted news reporting from and about china has never been more important matt murray said our commitment to reporting fully and deeply on china is unchanged but here's the thing. I've been talking about this, thinking about it, mulling it over. And the all those crazy scare videos coming out of China, I was like I remember at the time people were asking me about them. I'm like burning bodies and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, "Eh, the only thing that we have, the only evidence we have that this thing is a is a world melting disease is stuff that came out of China." And this relieves American journalists from accountability for not giving true stuff out of China. So the China media wall is penetrated at China's discretion. But to the extent there are Wall Street Journal journalists over there, you gotta either get them to lie or explain why when the when the facts come out later, nobody's gonna think twice and it's like, well, China distorted the facts. Yeah. But if these guys are saying firsthand, we saw bodies burning or whatever, You know, this just really relieves them from the obligation of giving us real news. And since China is the one place, I mean, somebody else tweeted at me, like, where is all the video from Italy? Where is all the firsthand smartphone video of of the carnage in Italy? There's not.
1: There's only video of people singing on their balconies that I've seen from Italy.
0: That's exactly what the tweet said. He was like, the only thing I've seen is that guy on his balcony singing. And, oh, and also Italy was the one where they wouldn't allow the churches to close. In Iran, this is another thing, though, I, this Iran psyop, I think, is it went a step too far in showing its true nature. They, they said shrines are closed. This is a place that supposedly has a religious government you don't care if you die. They like to die. You know what I mean, right? That's the theory. That's what we're told. They like to martyr themselves. You can't trust them. They're freaking crazy. You can't, uh, wh- they can't have a nuclear weapon. They wouldn't use it for defense. They would just fucking blow it up by themselves for no reason at all. So these guys want to die and their leaders who are religious are telling them not to go into sh- shrines and the people themselves are defying it.
1: Just for now. Just going. for now. They're, they're putting the war on hold. War footing in Iran. Yeah, no no, they're going to all suicide bombings are going to hold off until the end of the <laughs> quarantine. We
0: got to keep those suicide bombers healthy.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I'm just saying I call bull on Iran. And then uh the National Security Council and others are uh provocatively calling COVID-19 the Wuhan coronavirus or as Trump would say the Chinese coronavirus.
1: Who's calling it that?
0: The National Security Council, uh, a guy, I I didn't have the name of the guy, but the NSC, whatever, actually called it in a document or in an interview, the Wuhan, which nobody thinks of it that way. Like, nobody thinks of it that way. It's just weird and stupid. And half the people say it came from the US in the first place anyway.
1: In the beginning of all this, everyone in the mainstream media called it the Wuhan virus or the Chinese virus. Oh, really? I don't
0: remember that at all.
1: And then they switched it. Because they started calling Trump racist for calling it the Chinese virus. Oh, they all there's, there's montages of CNN, really? MSNBC, all of them calling it the Wuhan, the Chinese virus. Now they're just changing their tune on all of that.
0: Wow. I never th- thought of that. But I don't really plug into the mainstream media the way you do. Thank you very much for sparing me that horrible, horrible task.
1: It's the... It's what I what I put myself through for the job, you know.
0: Yeah, that's very nice. I literally could not take it. I'd have to quit.
1: You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Keep those hands clean and don't touch your face.
0: And look up. It's beautiful up there. It
1: sure is. Breathe it in while you can. <sighs>